Joined now by Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach. And Mike, I, I'd have to think you're a little but, bit like me today. Just you feel inspired. I I, uh, I found myself kind of racing out yesterday. I pushed pause on the uh, PGA Championship. I wanted to get to the driving range. What I was <laughs> seeing was uh, inspiring me. Uh, welcome back to the program. And, and what did you what did you make of uh, Phil Mickelson at age 50 winning the PGA Championship? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate that. The uh, second uh, thing is that it reminded me a lot of what Jack Nicklaus did in 1986, the Masters, and that is he was a player well past his prime, wasn't even particularly in good form of late, and once he got in contention in a big event, he, he remembered how to win, and I think Jack did that in 86. I think Tiger did it in 2019. Not quite as old as either of the other two, but then uh, Phil did it this year. That's an amazing accomplishment. And, you know, I noticed yesterday Brooks ripped one off the tee, hit it about 361, and and <laughs> Phil just knocked it right by him, 366, the same hole. So, you know, he's uh, pretty amazing for a guy 50. What, I mean, it, the, that course, Mike, is extremely tough, and they were playing that thing at about 7,800 yards, uh, maybe even a little bit more than that. You know, the Masters, you see older players sometimes kind of hang in there. Fred Couples has done it over the years. I, you don't normally see a 50-year-old uh, hang around and last as long as Phil and then win the thing. I mean, I, I guess to me, Mike, that, that makes this win even more remarkable where he did it. Do you feel similarly? Completely. And you'll notice the other two events I just talked about were at the Masters. So Tiger – and Jack had played multiple. I mean, Nicholas had played there for 30 years, and Tiger had played there for 20 years. So they are more. So they had seen that golf course under championship conditions multiple occasions. Uh, Phil had only seen this golf course under championship conditions one time. It was back in 2012. So that makes it even more amazing. Plus, he was four years older than Jack and about five years older than Tiger was. And you're not supposed to have that good of nerves at 50 to do what he did yesterday. That's just you know, think of all the pressure putts he's had, all the pressure golf shots he's had through the years, and your nerves are supposed to be frazzled at that point. But obviously, uh, he he bucked conventional wisdom and and just did something we're going to remember for a long, long time. Wasn't that um, wasn't that crowd? I, I like what Phil said. He said it was a little unnerving, and then he said it was awesome. He he kind of caught himself, but I. I was nervous just watching that, and then Brooks disappears into that crowd. Uh, we have seen golf courses. They let you at St. Andrews and some of those British courses. They let the crowd follow the, the, the final pairing up the, um, up the 18th. I, I got to say, Mike, did, didn't that seem a little scary watching that? Because I, I thought security let things get away from them a little bit there yesterday. I just thought the security was ready. <laughs> it got away from them for sure, and – you know, you look at in the past, I mean, that's happened on numerous occasions. And as you said, in the Open Championship, it's happened. Look at 1962 when uh, Palmer was coming down the 18, uh, 72nd fairway at uh, Troon, and he barely got out alive. It was like, so I, that makes it for a better event, something we'll never forget. And some of the shots Phil hit yesterday were as, just as epic as that crowd was. But once again, it's amazing to have crowds back for golf. I think players need it. Uh, I think the game of golf needs it, and uh, certainly it showed yesterday. 
Talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, do you remember, think back to when Phil was a junior golfer. You're not much older than, uh, than Phil. Um, what, um, what do you, what do you remember? About, I mean, I, 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 when I think back on that, I think he was, from what I remember, was one of the greatest juniors we've ever had. I mean, may, maybe not quite Tiger, but what was, uh, I mean, by the time he was 19 or 20, was Phil already built to be able to go out there and compete on the, uh, you know, in these PGA events? Yeah, he won a PGA Tour event, the Tucson Open in college, so he was definitely ready. You know, I saw him when he was 17 at uh, Abilene, Fairway Oaks in Abilene, Texas, and I was, I had three of my high school golfers that I was coaching there, and I left them to go watch Phil play, and I have two memories of that day. <laughs> And by the way, they were playing an individual event, so I wasn't coaching them as a as a high school coach. Yeah. I just drove them down there. But anyway, um, on the ninth hole, he he hooked his driver on a downwind par five. Easily, he could get home with a driver and a nine iron or eight iron. And he hooked it, hit a tree, and bounced fifty yards back. So literally, had to hit a driver again, straight downwind off the deck. Hit it, carried on the front edge of the green and and held the back edge of the green. I thought man, how does a kid hit the ball straight up in the air with that driver downwind and hold the green? I couldn't believe it. So go all the way around the number 18. He's playing into that same wind on a par five and just threw his ball down on the tee and hit it off the ground and hit this way up there and then hit another one into the wind with a driver off the deck and knocked that one on the green. So in two rounds, I saw him hit a driver straight up in the air off the ground to hold the green, and then one where he ran it about 50 yards onto the green. I thought, this kid's pretty special, going to be a great player. And, you know, we, he had already had a lot of uh, press around him at that age of 17, but I saw it firsthand for myself, and so it doesn't surprise me one bit. What course, do you remember what that was in Abilene? Which, yeah, which Fairway one it Oaks. Was? Fairway Oaks is what it was. Fairway Oaks. How cool is that to, to think back on that memory, seeing Phil – you know, do you remember when he used to, um, early in his career, when he would keep that collar up? Like, I, I, I was probably in college, and he was already out on the tour. And, uh, and Mike, I think, I, I think we all started trying to pull that look off. You know, pull, our, pull, <laughs> pull the, the polo shirts up a little bit. That became kind of a thing. I mean, he, he's been a trendsetter for a lot of years. Yeah, and he's never been afraid to do his own thing and be different. He's carried two drivers in a golf tournament before he's, He's, uh, you know, he's he's just he's just an interesting guy with an amazing amount of confidence. Maybe a top five short game of all time, and still putts with that old eighty-eight oh two style putter, which is crazy to think that <laughs> all the modern day technology he's still using something they used forty years ago. Why why do you think he's like the people's champ? Because in in some sense. None of us are really like him. I mean, he's wealthy beyond belief. He takes private jets around. He's he's always seemed kind of wealthy to us or well-to-do, yet somehow he connects with fans like almost. And you brought up Arnie, which I think is a really good comparison. And I think he learned from Arnold Palmer how to deal with fans and how to relate to fans. But what? how does he, how does he have this sort of everyman quality when he's not really an everyman? Well, for one, he makes eye contact with people. He truly does, and, and Arnold Palmer did that. So I know he learned that from Arnold Palmer. He had to anyway. And when he talks to people, he looks them in the eye. He, he has a great smile. 
Uh, he's a kind of a little bit of a corny thumbs up that he uses, but but oh well, so, so be it. Uh, but he is a he's an interesting guy that plays go for broke golf like Arnold Palmer did. So people like that. He hits some really ugly shots. You know, people like that. He's been uh, a, a player that should have won maybe three or four U.S. Opens by now. He's finished runner-up seven times, and some of the ways he's lost those U.S. Opens have just been catastrophic and. Uh, yet he just keeps coming back. And with this victory, he's going to get to play in five more U.S. Opens. So that's a pretty cool deal for him. Yeah, and, and this one he knows. This one coming up is in his part of the country out there at La Jolla at Torrey Pines. Um, I would assume uh, you have played Torrey Pines at some point, Mike. I know you've had tournaments and been out there before. Is that uh, – can they can can that become can they get the diabolical type rough that we've come to uh, expect from U.S. Opens with with that course uh, and and I know they've played majors there before uh, and do you, do you think Phil could could somehow turn around and compete again in one of these majors? Well, I, I think he's playing great right now. All of a sudden, you know, he's got great form, and then uh, he has played that golf course. I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of times in competition. So he knows the course and he knows those conditions. So, yeah, and it, they'll have some rough and it'll be tough. It'll be a tough golf course. Um, I don't know. Let's see if he can uh, ride the wave and stay on cloud nine for a while. And I think it's good for the game when things like what Tiger did in 2019 and what Phil did yesterday is great for the game of golf. And, you know, those, those two uh, victories sandwiched a pandemic. So we're surviving a pandemic in the game of golf. So I think golf's in a really good, healthy place and really thrilled about that. But yesterday's victory, it's one of the top three, surely, of all time. I think more guys, talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, I think more of us, uh, Mike, are going to wear that all-black look. You know? I mean, he, he, he honestly, that's one of the weirdest things about it is, doesn't he appear to be in much better shape at 50 than he was at like 32 and 33 when he was truly in his prime? Well, honestly, I think he's he's uh, in better shape now than he was when he was 32 or yeah. three. Yeah. He's trained in the last three or four years uh, to try to you know extend his career a bit. And if you've seen the regimen he went in over this last winter, you'd go, that guy worked out hard. Now he's a big guy, and I remember years and years ago, he said, yeah, you know, I'm a little heavy. I've got what they call subcutaneous fat. And so he was trying, I don't know if he was making an excuse or he was just trying to explain why he's a bigger guy, but, but he's in great shape. Uh, absolutely has uh, calves that are, you know, like a, a professional soccer player. And he's just, I mean, he's a really good athlete. And, you know, he was an athlete as a young kid. Uh, he was, so it's not like this is completely surprising, but he's always been great at every level and now he's training as hard as he ever has. So maybe he'll get a few more years out of this. All right. I wanted to ask you about your team. But y'all had uh, – you, you missed the match play by one stroke. And, uh, you know, you and I have talked offline a little bit. That I know it's extremely tough, especially for your kids that came back and, and your older guys, and you had such great leadership. Uh, now that you've had a, a week to kind of reflect on what happened there in Stillwater, is it – is it still in your mind, Mike, just a, a matter of, hey, you, there's going to be tournaments or rounds that you just everybody it hits at once? Obviously, Grider hung in there and really played well throughout, but it just seemed like, from what I could tell, you guys were getting hit with some of those blow-up holes 
at just incredibly inopportune times. Right. Well, you asked, you know, what happened last week? Well, golf happens, for one. If you play and compete and coach long enough, you're going to run into some really disappointing experiences. And so that was one of those that we had last week. You know, we had had a tough spring with COVID and injuries, and that's no excuse. We just we weren't coming in, like, on top of the world by any stretch, but we'd played ourselves with a great middle round. The second round we played beautifully and played ourselves right into the position we needed, and really with nine holes to play, we were in the position we needed. And you're right, some inopportune uh, double bogeys and a couple of triple, one triple and some three putts, and next thing you know, you're right on the cut line. And then, uh, you know, we still would have made it, but uh, Little Rock had all five guys of their birdie the last hole, which is just unheard of and great. And, and power to them, that was a, a great finish, amazing finish. And honestly, Sam Houston State was down one man. They had a guy contact tracing and get, get uh, disqualified from playing the last round, and so they did it with four players. So a lot of inspiration there for both of those teams. We didn't get the job done, and I'm still really excited about you know the summer and these guys kind of getting back on top of things and next fall coming back and ready to do battle. All right, and boy, you got to say goodbye to Cooper Dossey, who's been such a, a great player for you. I, he never – I, he was not in some of the tournaments, and I know maybe you can't even talk about, I, I don't know if he had an illness or whatever, but he, you're right, he never quite got back to his form because he's one of the top players in the country. But I will say he was one of those guys grinding for you down the stretch that helped you get back in position. He was not himself, especially that first day I think it was, and then he fought back. What is um, What's Cooper meant to the program, and, and what do you think his legacy, legacy will be there? And, uh, and he's not the only one. Yeah. Yeah, Cooper was a first-team All-American, a Palmer Cupper. He won four golf tournaments playing at Baylor. He did all of that sort of with off-and-on injuries throughout his whole career. So he's going to go down as one of the greatest players to ever wear the green and gold, for sure, and really proud of everything he gave us. And, and there's one thing you could never question about Cooper, not ever could you ever question it, and that is when he was in the arena, he was battling with everything he had to try to give us everything he had all the time. He never, uh, You never saw him throw in the towel. You never saw him give up. You never saw him lose his composure to the point where it was really costing him. So Cooper fought extremely hard. He's an amazing competitor. You know, he's going to turn pro uh, this next week. He's got the U.S. Open sectionals up in Ohio in about a week. So I'm excited for him on that and then to start his pro career. But he's meant everything to our program. He's been one of the best players, if not the best player we've ever had. And I'm really proud to say I coached him and, and thankful that he came to Baylor. All right. And now you get you got another young Dossie who jumped up there at one tournament this year and just went crazy for you. So there's no telling what he'll be able to accomplish in Luke Dossie. Uh, but, uh, Mike, good catching up with you. I, uh, love talking to you, especially during majors and, and getting your uh, thoughts. And, uh, yeah, I, I do, I never want any part of that. Kiowa looks really pretty. Looks like a place I'd like to vacation perhaps, but I, I'd like to move up on those resort tees way up. You know, I, I, I don't want anything. <laughs> I don't want anywhere near 7,800. I'm with you. Uh, I've decided that those golf courses are getting a little too long for me, so I may have played my last tournament in my life. <laughs> That's, I think I understand that. But, uh, all right, well, we appreciate it. There he goes, Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach.